Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. This looks like what Roger Moore would look like if he had his feet up in imaginary stirrups while he was laying out on a beach towel. Brent, that, that just taint right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they used toilet paper. Uh-huh. That Dixie cup you're drinking from looks like a shot glass. Did your head get that much bigger? It looks like the Unabomber with a hat on. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. hit the record button because hitting the play button doesn't do anything on audacity well everybody we've got a special treat we are we've got a almost he's almost a co-host but not quite he's a remote host but he's in the denver airport casey it's it's kind of smoky there is it i see you're in uh where you, you had the smash burger flag sticking out of your burger are you going over to the right. cannabis store next it looks a little smoky in there out of the out i'm gonna cave. get I had a smash burger now i'm gonna get a smash over here at the cannabis store. You're gonna get gonna get smashed. Yeah, that's a good way to play on words. There are they playing Smash yeah, Mouth? They, don't t- <laughs> they were just a minute ago, actually. <laughs> are you are you an all star, Casey? <laughs> Sometimes I've so, been known to be. So, Casey, tell me why are you in the and everybody? If you didn't already realize, this is the Dryland Farmer podcast from our intro that we just played that Casey couldn't hear because I don't know how to hook stuff up. But nonetheless, uh, it is. I've got, of course, as always, my co-host Landon. And uh, I, I kept kind of, uh, I wouldn't say blue ball and landing last night, but I just couldn't decide whether I wanted to do a podcast yesterday evening because, and I just sounded like I made a fart noise, but um, I kept slow playing. I'm like, dude, I just, I can't, I told him, no, let's just do it tomorrow night. So, um, and we've had like Texas Panhandle standards. We've had almost a blizzard here. So it's a um, rager. It's uh, yeah. So I told man, can we just do it Wednesday night? Because I'm just. Yeah, Brand. Anyway. I can honestly say you've never blue balled me. <laughs> no, that's true. It was a poor lack of word, poor choice of words. Yes. Did I? Did I lose Casey? Casey, I think I just dropped Casey. Well, maybe we can get him back. Oh, good, there we go. Good. He was dead air anyway. Yeah, you were dead air anyway, <laughs> Casey. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I don't know what happened there. I don't know. That first technical difficulty, but um, nonetheless, uh, we are doing the episode here on a Wednesday night, and we have to do it tonight because I've already sent out a promo for the episode this week. So, um, smart. We were. I was uh, forced to do that, but uh, so yeah. Again, we've got Landon, and what Landon? What's your Twitter handle? Mine is at Trader. I'm no, just kidding. Mine's no twit Landon forty four. And we've got Casey Seymour, host of the Moving Iron Podcast. Casey, you just came back from a was it a rum springa over in Louisville? Where where did you go? <laughs> kind of something like that, yeah. But it wasn't Louisville. I went to the I did a speech at the uh, United Equipment Dealers Association. And where was that, that at? That was in Louisville, Kentucky, at the uh, That's what Crown I said. Plaza it, nice. And so now you're you're taking time out of your busy travel schedule and kicking it in the Denver airport just to do the Dryline Farmer podcast. Uh, and you're out, I'm at your Becky Paul party. Very good. And you're at a Smash Burger. That I gotta say, Casey, that chick over your right soldier, uh, shoulder, not too hot. <laughs> Perfect. See if you can get her to listen. <laughs> See if you can get us to download. Maybe this. get her on the podcast, dude. Get her a sticker. Yes. Get her a sticker. Dawson Tire. Dawson Tire. Well, uh, anyway, guys, we've got Casey Seymour, and um, he is uh, like I said. Hey, 
on the well, not on the road. He's in the airport. So um, this week we've uh, I've kind of come to the conclusion: Twitter and arguing on Twitter is what you would call insanity and very asinine to try to accomplish. Because in no way have I ever become happy or satisfied out of a Twitter argument. Landon, I don't know if you've ever even been in a Twitter argument, have you? I don't think so. I don't know if I've ever been in an argument. How do you... <laughs> no, I know better than that. <laughs> Casey, have you ever been in a Twitter argument? Uh, I think one time I went back to that one. So y'all learn a little quicker than me, but Landon, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Oh, uh, of course. Usually nothing. Well, I have. I've gotten into it... I, not more times than I can count. Probably I can count on one hand, but that was too many times because, like I said, never have I ever been satisfied or felt that I got any point across. Did it ruin your day, Brent? It pretty yes. That that was the guarantee. It, no, however many times that I've been in a Twitter argument, that's how many bad days I had. So um, we're going to talk about a little about the insanity of that and uh, why people. Why do we people even bother? <laughs> Because all they're going to do is Google and try to pull up some, you know, article that they like that agrees with their position. So um, that's going to be a little bit part of our maybe our main segment. But um, Casey, we just got back from Atlanta. We I just got back from the Fort Worth Stock Show, and um, I don't see any big trophies. No big trophies uh, unless you get. We got a, one of those. Is it like a magenta colored ribbon? <laughs> did you make the, Did you make the sale? Thanks for playing. Hell no, we got the gate. <laughs> Now, um, my one of my brothers got both of their calves in the sale, and uh, my oldest brother got one of theirs. And this Fort Worth Stock Show is—it's really, I would say, I haven't been to you know like Louisville and Kansas City and those other national shows, but this Fort Worth Stock Steer Show is uh, pretty much known to be the granddaddy of all of them because there's probably fifteen to sixteen hundred steers that show up, and um, there's twenty-seven classes and. The top 10 calves in each class make the sale, regardless of how many is in each class. And um, the quality of the cattle in these sh- in this show is you think you go down there thinking you've got a really good you got a really good calf, and then uh, you get stalled up and you look up and down just your out just your aisle of just your barn, and there's 10 just like it or better. And um, just the competitiveness competitiveness of this show is pretty legendary, and um, that's why they say it in the uh, title of the show. But um, that's why it's so impressive to make the sale at this steer sh- uh, at this steer show. But um, the big brouhaha, especially on Twitter, was the whole story of the Grand Champion steer and what that Grand Champion steer brought. And uh, that Grand Champion steer was a pole Hereford. And uh, Casey, do you know what a pole Hereford is? I'm gonna guess it's out. Oh God, you don't know anything, do you? You are a. I know what just, a Hereford is. Okay, it's a Hereford that does. It's not horned. You've got horned Herefords and you've got polled Herefords, Casey. And um, the polled Hereford uh, breed won the show. And the reserve grand champion was the the just the horned Hereford. We just usually say just Hereford. But is that um, like pulled pork? <laughs> no, not pulled Hereford. Pulled <laughs> Hereford. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know all about pulling it. But yeah. um, so the the first big thing about this was is this is the first time a Hereford, regardless if it's pulled or just horned Hereford, has won the Fort Worth Stock Show since 1982. And there's good reason for that because the European cross calf always wins the show. And it usually almost always deserves to win the show because it's just a higher quality type of animal. Well, this year, like I said, it was the Pold Hereford and the Hereford. And as I suspected, I'm like, you know, if, if 
the rich people in Fort Worth, they love the nostalgia, especially when it comes with the Hereford, because back in the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, that's all that, you know, that was all that would win is the is the uh, Herefords. And uh, if, I don't know if anybody's seen the pictures of, uh, they were about, oh, they didn't raise, when they raised them, they were only, they were probably eight inches shorter than they raise them now. I feel like we should have the country song, Mission's Our Town, playing in the background every time you say Hereford. Or does Fort Worth <laughs> ever cross your mind? Yeah, one of the two. But um, so there was a whole lot of nostalgia there. And so this calf brought $300,000 to the grand champion. And in, in Fort Worth. That's at the what it Fort, made at the sale? That's what it made it. That's what it brought at the sale. And oh, the biggest thing about wow. that is, is that the kid gets to keep everything. Now, San Antonio and Houston, um, they'll bring even, well, not San Antonio, but at Houston, it'll bring, you know, maybe four or 500000 if you're a grand champion steer. But um, it's capped, and um, the cap currently is like eighty thousand for a uh, for the grand, and maybe like forty or fifty for the reserve grand. And um, yeah, that's still a whole bunch of money. But um, you know, when it brings half a million dollars and the kid doesn't even get a third of it, you know, it kind of, yeah. I mean, doesn't really seem fair. It does go into a scholarship fund, and Houston does have a huge scholarship fund just due to the fact of the uh, large sale that they have there. But um, anyway, at for the Fort Worth deal became a whole twitter story and people started losing their minds on um and they said actually casey just the same thing you did why would anybody buy three hundred thousand dollars for a you're turning the camera off why is that maybe he's making a move with that check in the background that's right <laughs> you're married casey you're married but no, uh i get that part they get they're gonna glue the balls back on and what happens do what now they glue the balls back on no, no, this is a, uh, this calf is going to be, well, actually at Fort Worth, the Grand and Reserve Grand Steer go to the Fort Worth Zoo for a year, and they, um, so they stand around for a year and uh, pretty much just get hay for 365 days, and then they go to hey. the, uh, <laughs> they go to the, uh, then they go to the processor, but uh, no, no, no balls get glued back on, they would, even if they did do that, and that actually worked, I still don't think it would be worth it, but um, nonetheless, Twitter's mind completely exploded because um everybody had their own little opinion and um that's where i came into the whole argument and arguing on twitter thing and decided that no it's just it's just nobody's there's no winners in arguing on twitter so um you know my deal was i was actually down there and like i said my two nieces and my nephew they all made the sale and you know they brought they brought a bunch of money you know for the, they had we had like a fourth place we had they had a eighth and ninth place and ironically enough the worst the worst place we the kids got the more money they got so the fourth place got she brought like 6 or 7000 and the um eighth and ninth place brought like um 10 and 11 respectively so uh, it was uh, kind of ironic really what you if you don't win really what you want is the very last calf in the sale because the last calf in the sale is the 10th place, like the last class of the European crosses, and it'll bring like 20 or 25, 30 grand. So um, it's it's pretty uh, interesting how you find your sale. And every Hereford that was in the sale brought a little bit more than uh, the other calves in the sale. So it was um, it all has to do with that nostalgia. And uh, it's just a great system of capitalism, and that's what I liked about it. So, um, you know, everybody... I think they should put the guy that pays three hundred thousand dollars for a cow in in the zoo for a year. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that bought it. Yeah, the guy yeah, that pays. Put him like right next to it and feed him hay. Is that what you're saying? Feed him whatever. <laughs> got feed this guy gold bricks. But um, you know, everybody, a lot of people that were against it, you know, are the same guys on Twitter on Twitter that I've seen that you know 
this is a free country and we need more freedom and this and that. But yet when some rich guy does anything they want with their money and it gives it to a kid, they all of a sudden it's kind of scandalous and stupid. And uh, why would anybody do that? But um, whatever the case, it's a great thing. Money went to this family. I know I don't know the family personally, but I've you know heard a lot of good stuff about them and they're really quality, really quality outfits. So um, you know. And, and, you know, people have known there's been a lot of sketchy shit that's gone in the, sh- the stock show market over the years. Um, or not the stock show market, but the stock show uh, circuit. Um, what people have done with the animals. People have been kicked out of shows with drug, or, um, illegal, you know, steroids or whatever. Pumping them full of water. All that pumping them, yeah, pumping them and everything. And, Is your uh, season over or are you going to no, the other ones? We're take, so we didn't, get, we didn't make the sale, so we're going to Houston with this calf. And that'll no matter what, will be the last show for it. Okay. And um, so, if you make the sale at Fort Worth, you don't get, you don't bring your. No, it's home. no, no. If you make if you sell your calf at, at those majors, it's it's That's the end it. of the line. Yeah. So um, yeah, but um, and we're already actually starting to going to be starting to look for uh, calves for next year so, or this this year, I guess. So um, that's already kind of on the front burner. But you know. Um, there's also a lot of wholesome, I mean, lots of wholesome people in this deal, and it's gotten crazy what people are spending money on for calves, and uh, even the hogs and the goats and the lambs and everything. It's just gotten, I mean, there's people buying twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar hogs and ten thousand dollar goats, and uh, it's quite the insanity, Casey. If you uh, weren't in that loop, so um, you know, people are paying more for cattle and goats and lambs than they are for tractors. That's that's what's crazy. So uh, um, maybe you ought to do a speech on that. Well, guys, we're going to get into uh, just wanted to get that out there. We've got a great sponsor this week. Um, anonymous donors. These people don't want any recognition. They don't want anybody knowing who they are that uh, that they give their money to. So they're a great sponsor of this week. And we're going to have our list of things that are probably a little more productive than arguing on Twitter. So we've got all that and more with Casey Seymour live from the Denver airport at Smashburger. Dawson Tire, Dawson Tire, on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Hello, Susie Q here for Anonymous Donors. Are you a nonprofit organization who is brazenly looking for attention and admiration when people seek out your help? Well, we don't, because we're Anonymous Donors. So we ask you to call us at 1-800-WHO-DAT. That's 1-800-W-H-O-D-A-T question mark. When you call anonymous donors, please ask for John Doe or even me, Susie Q. Now, obviously, these aren't our real names because we don't want any attention when we give our money away. Please don't ask us for our name, and we wouldn't dare ask you for your name. Anonymous Donors Although we find it appalling and sinful and very, very obnoxious that you would put your name on any donation that you would offer to, let's say, any large livestock show where you go into an auction and pay lots and lots of money because you have even more of that lots and lots of money. How dare you put your name on that? And what kind of stupid stuff is that anyway? You're gonna go pay that much money for one head of cattle? Or say two head of cattle? You're gonna give that money away? And not only that, you're gonna put your name on it and let everybody in the world see that? 
but we don't do that here at Anonymous Donors. As a matter of fact, we hereby rescind our invitation for you to call us up and ask us for our money because frankly, we would rather burn our $100 bills and our billion dollar assets in a pile of garbage than give it to you with any type of recognition. Anonymous Donors. All right. Uh, thank, thanks, anonymous donors. We don't know who you are, but we really appreciate your um, anonymous support for all the nonprofit people and all these stock show people. Well, guys, we've got arguing on Twitter. It's more like arguing with idiots, even though it turns out that yourself is also the idiot in these arguments. What's the argument? Don't argue with an idiot because people won't be able to tell the difference between who's who. <laughs> is that the saying or something like that? I'm sure I butchered it. Isn't that right, Casey? Uh, something along those lines. Something like that. that. Well, uh, y'all are a whole lot of help so far. Well, guys, we've got it. Here we go. It's Arguing with Idiots on Twitter on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I don't like that song, Brent. Play another one. I can try another one. Here, let's I'm try just arguing one. with you. I'm joking. Here's a rap one. I'm really going to argue with you. <laughs> okay. We'll turn that down. All right, guys. Now, Landon, tell me you've come up with something. Something yeah. that's better than arguing Something that's with better than arguing yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, watching my hair grow. Better than, <laughs> or hoping hoping that my hair will grow in, you know, on the top. Do you believe in any, any type of hair growth <laughs> drug or hair systems? Maybe the one where they pull the hair off your back and glue and it to your head. Glue it to your guess, the hair I guess, plugs. I guess that one. It's your real hair. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. You no, got, I don't I don't mind too much. You know, it sucked when I was 20, but it, you know. Once you got married, mainly. That's the main thing. Yeah, I, I'd quit caring about it before then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Casey, now, um, Landon, Landon gets doesn't get any productivity out of his hair, watching his hair grow, but um, I thought of one thing here, and I've, I've always had a kind of a problem with Michael J. Fox. So my first uh, deal on the list was uh, something that's more productive than arguing on Twitter would be letting Michael J. Fox take your turn playing Jenga. <laughs> Casey. God damn, dude. What, is that wrong? Yeah, it's pretty rough. And I watched Back to the Future 2 this weekend. Oh, I love and you're a dick. That was my favorite movie. That was I my wish favorite. we could go back eight, 18 seconds and kick you in the nuts before you say that. Y'all, y'all can all just go straight to the hot place. Okay, um, now since... I, I don't know if Casey's got anything written down, but I'm going to go ahead and go to number two. Um, something more productive than arguing on Twitter. That'd be trying to hook up with the wife after making her watch an entire season of Locked Up Extended Stay. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, do you do you like watching the Locked Up shows? Um, I've watched a few of them. Uh, locked Up Abroad is my favorite. Locked Ukraine? Um, no, not Ukraine. <laughs> just just abroad in in general. I love the I so, love. I love the episode where they're in Siberia. That one looks totally legit. I mean, those poor... It's like freaking 20 below, and all they've got is potatoes to eat. and It's its pretty I severe. Like those shows, too. They always make the guy that got put in jail or gal and put in jail out to be the victim when they were trying to transport hashish across the border or something like that. Man. They knew better. They make them out to be the victim. Now, um... Now this is kind of let's see. We're, no, I'm going to do the one. 
kind of related um, to the uh, whole documentary thing. Um, this is number three. More productive than arguing on Twitter. And that would be watching a serial killer documentary and expecting the killer to be anything else other than a white male in his 20s. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, everybody. I mean, white people have their problems, okay? <laughs> it's one thing they've got a problem with. It's that they're all serial killers. Or not all so not all white people are serial killers, but all oh, serial killers are white people. And even more so, all white their serial killers are white males in their 20s. Because was there... I don't think there's any been uh, notable minority serial killers. Oh, I'm sure there have. I'm sure there have, but not notoriously. Yeah, there was one. You ever watched that deal on Netflix? Uh, Oh, I'm sure I have. Mindhunter? Yeah. There's a TV show called Mindhunter? Oh, yeah. I read the book, too. Which one? Which uh, which guy? Oh, so, uh, yeah, the Atlanta Child Murders. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like the whole second season, wasn't it, Casey? Yeah. 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 Um, What was his name? Um, wouldn't brown was it anyway but uh, yeah it was real fascinating the way they um they they went through that but yeah so that one breaks that one breaks my uh my whole theory of all white but i mean the vast majority like 90 uh, over a 90 percent rate of uh white dudes ted bundy john wayne gacy son of sam maybe uh, the other ones are just better at not getting caught that's true that's a good point kate uh landon you know who's the last serial murder we had was it the was it the uh, Washington D.C. sniper? Would you tell you that the last? Oh man, serial I listened killer? to a podcast on him. That, I, I uh, forgot. I, I remember that, but it was what, crazy. That see that that happened a year the year after we came back from our D.C. internship, and we knew all the place or you know the Silver Spring, Maryland, and all that. And, uh, but that's is that the last prolific serial killer you yeah, can those, think of? Those two guys were crazy. So, One was a yeah, kid. That's the last one I can yeah. remember. Um, and those were. They were black. That they were black guys. Were there one yeah, guy? At least one of them. And one of them was Muslim. I think the boy was. What? Wasn't it one of the dad and the son? Isn't that what it was? Like I don't that? think it was dad and son. It, no, it might have been like a stepson. I mean, I I don't know. It, it was something something similar to like that because I listened to a podcast on yeah. it a few months ago. Um, I'm trying to remember their names. But I they think. had a setup in the car where they could open up their yeah. trunk and they're laying back there and. So, um, um, uh, the guy, the radio guy, always talk about Phil Hendry. So back when he had his radio show, he had one of his characters come on. Uh, was was it Lloyd Bonafide? I don't know. No, no, it, it was it was another guy. <laughs> Lloyd anyway, Braun. No, Lloyd Braun. <laughs> you could never measure up to Lloyd Braun. <laughs> but no. Uh, anyway, it, I think it was Jay Santos. Anyway, they were going around and they were because um, they thought the DC sniper had painted their van. So he was going around with an angle grinder and scratching off everybody's car paint to see oh if it had been painted or whatever. And it was a whole episode. It was, a, it was one of those classic episodes, but it was really good. But Jay Stantos of the Citizens, Citizens Auxiliary Police. Exactly right, Casey. Okay, so now this one's kind of a burn on Landon, and we're back to what's more productive than um, arguing on Twitter, and that would be waiting for Landon to buy a phone made with electricity. <laughs> Ooh, snap, son. That's yeah. gonna be a. That's not gonna be a very productive wait. No, it's gonna be forever. Can't, Landon keeps showing up with a can and a tight string. I've got one since we're burning each other. Okay. More productive than arguing on Twitter, counting the times that Brent says nonetheless during a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> or the or the word Landon, <laughs> <laughs> or Hartford, <laughs> or what, or Hartford for or this Herf- episode. Well, this episode, yeah. Uh huh. J- JK, uh-huh. JK, JK, yeah. LOL, LOL, Casey. All right, I've got one more, and um, this is more productive than arguing on Twitter. 
And that would be waiting for Andy Dick to come up for air while motorboating Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, that takes a while. Did y'all have y'all seen the clip of him where he's sit? I don't know. I can't remember which uh, TV show it was. It was Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Anyway, he was on like the couch and he was interviewing Ivanka Trump. And he kept touching her or whatever. Yeah. And he kept touching her. Anyway, they finally, I don't know if it was a setup deal or whatever, but they actually had security getting out of the, because he kept touching Ivanka oh, Trump you on the said, leg. And, you said Andy Dick. I bet you said any. I gotcha. I mean, I guess that works. I guess it would. I don't know. But this is a G-rated. Well, no, this sure. is definitely not a G-rated show. Casey, now you're sitting in the airport. Um, is there anything in the airport you can do that's more productive than arguing with somebody on Twitter? Did Casey um, watch the rerun of last last season Super Bowl? Nice. Uh, just the past Super Bowl or last year's? No, no, last year's. That or, or maybe getting that plain looking lady to be on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you yeah. think you can go find that four and bring her over here to get her to talk on the podcast, Casey? Uh, no, I'm we probably good, but I'm not going to. We got a trio of threes talking about a four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Now that we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to put. I'm gonna have to uh, highlight that one for the next new intro because that's pretty quality right there, Landon. I gotta admit. So um, now you're a parent, just like we are, Landon. Um, is there anything more productive with your kids you could be doing than arguing on Twitter? Yes, we could be watching The Great Pumpkin for the nine thousandth time and hoping that The Great Pumpkin actually shows up. Yeah. Well, your daughter is wearing a skeleton shirt, so that. We watch Charlie Brown all the damn time. I, I keep trying to put on bubble guppies, but she just ha- ain't having no part of it. If you had Snoopy, she would watch it. If I'd have, if I'd have known that, maybe we could have something going on for her down here. Yeah. We're all, we're all pretty excited about Friday night for the Valentine's Charlie Brown episode. Oh, now, um, Casey, do you, do your kids still have the? Um, are they still in the Valentine's for everybody age at school? Oh yeah, yeah. My uh, my oldest, my my youngest son. I had to go get the all the accoutrements to make his make his Valentine box to school. Accoutrements. I think my daughter had to had to do the same thing. Now, re- remind me how old your kids are. Um, my youngest is seven, and my middle daughter, my middle one, she's uh. In, so. Okay, you're making me sick here, but um, because you're switching the camera everywhere, Casey. At this point. What kind of game would you say your son is showing at this point in his life? In what, kind first, of what? what kind of game? Does he does he throw oh, down some mad um, game in first grade yet? Yeah, he's getting after pretty hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Chasing. Yeah, uh, there's not there's not too many. Let's put it this way: he's he's never met a girl that's that's uh, a that's a stranger. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it yeah. didn't really matter how old they are either. He's he's that guy. Oh, he's a player. He plays the entire age range, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty tight. So where are you headed? Uh, I'm headed to my gate. So, so Casey, we're, I think we're both just kind of waiting for this situation with you in the airport to turn into a whole Die Hard Two situation. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be like your eyes. We're gonna, we're gonna have your six. <laughs> well, it is, it is snowing out here. Nice. It's snowing. So it's Die Hard Two. Don't, don't. All I do is like. Uh, Cut a hole in the wing, let it start uh, leaking fuel, and blow the plane up. Whatever, a, uh, whatever you do. I think in a Die Hard Two, Die Hard Two had an air. The uh, the ejection the, seat uh, runway was like yeah, the runway was like uh, seventy five miles long. Or yeah, something, I think. 
yeah, Casey, Ka- Casey, whatever you do, don't go to the annex. <laughs> it's a perfect, it's a perfect bottleneck for an ambush. <laughs> if you see Russians, run yeah. is all I can say. Or what, who was that yeah. command? Where, who, or if you see the guy from NYPD Blue walking around, you better, <laughs> yeah. you better watch out. <laughs> yeah. It, what, what was his name? Um, oh God, what is that who actor's was the name? Politician that ran the airport. Uh, oh, um, he died. Yeah, yeah, he ran for president. Was it Fred um, something. Fred Thompson. Fred yeah, Thompson. he was on yeah, Law and Fred, Order. Fred Thompson. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then the black guy in air traffic control that was like the smartest one there. Yeah, the short little black guy. Yeah, except on one part, they're like. Because that guy's like, he knows everything. And they're like, all right, get back there and call the army. And he's like, I thought they were the military. And he's like, who gives a f***? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, 1216, Landon, I have to bleep. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite line of the whole movie. Who gives <laughs> That is pretty. It's not yippee-ki-yay. Does he say yippee-ki-yay in every episode? I don't know. Every... I, don't, I don't know. I just like that line because... You've like got people that are trying to kill you, and you're you're, you're worried, worried about, about what army you call and military. Them. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's a yeah, that that is one of the better diehards. I mean, the first one's pretty much the gold standard, but that one, well, I don't know, they're all pretty good. <laughs> but I don't want to get into a whole deal. So, um, <clears throat> Casey, you're headed to you're headed back home. You've been gone. How long you been gone? And what do you have in your it's mouth? Sunday. <clears throat> one of those uh, things, you know, you can put like olives on or cherries on or something. A lot, of, a lot of comedy gold. By, by the way, you need to blow your nose. I need to blow my nose. And you've got some mustard in your beard. Probably. <laughs> if, it, it, the reason I'm saying this, people, is because Casey has his phone and it's going straight up his nose. Actually, he's got the like the double popped collar going on. He's got his ja- <laughs> he's got his jacket collar popped, and he's also got his green polo popped. Well, this has quickly turned into the Casey roast. This is <laughs> this is the Casey walk of shame right here. <laughs> Casey, how many handicapped parking spots would you say you take up at the airport every time you pull in? <laughs> now he's putting the um, camera towards his rear end. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the scary thing about it is is it's shaking and he's on a moving sidewalk. <laughs> Those <laughs> things should, are awesome. It should be a little smoother than that. Yeah, I know. And then you get the people's like, or like on the escalators, like, why are you standing there? Because it's an escalator and it moves for me. That's the whole That's point. The whole idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're gonna stand, stand to the right and walk to the left. So, which I mean, that is a good point, I guess. So, um, but anyway, okay, guys, well, um, you're probably not thinking anything but how you're going to get to your gate, are you? Are you, uh, can you pre-board? You, they'll probably let you pre-board, won't they? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've probably got I some got special qualification. How long of a flight is it? Like 40 minutes. Oh, it's nice. not very long. And you're flying, uh, JetBlue? United. United. Does United suck? Oh, not any worse than any other. The rest of them do. Yeah, don't don't say that until you land. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if if a guy if the pilot's name is Quagmire, then you can start getting worried. But <laughs> giggity, until, <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> but um, yeah. But well, Casey, I don't want to keep you any longer. You've been a good sport, and um, we're gonna get out of here and get out here in the next week. And I've Casey doesn't like if we don't do a Wednesday morning episode, he just doesn't say anything or call me or text me or nothing. He, I guess. He just assumes I'm cool with it. I mean, what if I want to do an episode? I I just you got to let me know if you, if you got something hot and heavy. Well, that's your deal. 
Well, we kind of thought we were a team. Oh, I guess. okay. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I guess so. I'll, I'll start asking because like, I'm the quarterback now. All right, well, the quarterback. Now. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, let's go here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Casey, we'll we'll get you pieced out and um, landing anything else. No, no, no. All right. Nothing I can say on air. <laughs> Any, are you? Well, no, you've already we've already passed that point. I know. Well, uh, guys, we hope y'all have enjoyed this episode. I can't say that I have, but uh, I don't really have anything else to do this evening. So we're gonna we're gonna get out of here and um, wish Casey a safe flight and um, be sure to check out his podcast. You're gonna find his podcast everywhere in like the world and the universe. They said. Uh, I saw a news story where they think they found radio signals from a world 500 million light years away. So we got that going for us. The only problem with that is, is that's from 500 million years ago. But um, so maybe the Moving Iron podcast will be on some universe or some galaxy far, far away. But um, you'll also find him there, just like the uh, Dryline Farmer podcast in the Global Ag Network. So guys, until next time, y'all stay safe, y'all stay cool, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Anonymous Donors. Even we don't know who we are. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network, all rights reserved, 2020.